it's episode two of the Lessons from Sports podcast. I am your host, Wayne Partello from Quento Marketing uh, here in San Diego, California. Uh, I First of all, just a huge thank you to everybody for all the uh, amazing feedback off of episode one uh, with Jim Rushton. Uh, thank you. Insanely humbling to uh, hear from so many people uh, across the country with uh, great just feedback and, and, and lessons that they took away from that conversation. I'm equally as excited about this conversation that I had with my buddy Ryan Berman. Ryan's uh, career and just history inside and outside of sports, but coming from the world of advertising and just the things that he's gotten to do in his career and just an amazing perspective uh, at this stage of his career. And I'm just, you know, we're just two old guys who are uh, chopping it up about what we've done uh, throughout our career. And I hope it provides you some value. So uh, without further ado, here's Ryan. When I decided to do this podcast, this is one of the guys I'm really excited to talk to because I've been watching him run this playbook over and over and over again. And when I decided to create Quento, you were one of the first people I met with. You were the, one of the first people I told my kind of plan to, I didn't even know you. And I just like, when man, I met you, I was like, I connect with this guy. I'm just going to, I'm going to open up here. So I'm really excited to have Ryan Berman with us today. Welcome to the show. What's up, my man? I remember that meeting. Crazy, Which right? Was- What's really funny, and I think because this is a lesson from sports podcast, I I remember I I like I always wanted to meet you. I don't know if I shared this story. <laughs> no, I, I always wanted to meet you. So when I was running IDEA, which is mm-hmm. a creative, creative agency, we had just did MLB All Star Game, which was you know they're very Matt Bourne was our client, Jen Zadoni was yep. our client. All I want to do is like meet the people that are running the Padres, <laughs> and I was you got to meet Wayne, you got to meet Wayne. And and it was like, I meet Wayne. We finally met for like eight seconds. I shook your hand, and then like someone way more important came. I'm kidding you not. Came along, and you were so crazy busy. And like it was there, nuts. There goes Wayne. And then like two years later, I remember sitting down with you in Little Italy, and yep. like you knew you had your plan, and you're in it. It's so cool to watch you doing you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, Scott Robinson, great guy. He was like, hey, if you're going to do this, you got to talk to Berman. He's the guy. He's run this playbook before, and you've just been an incredible help. And so why don't you, uh, for people who don't know who you are, to introduce you, like your crazy kind of journey to where you are today, which is awesome. All right. So, uh, yes, happy to do it. But do you want it in one minute, three minutes, or five minutes? Which version you want? Give me the three minutes. Let's see. You got. Right. I know you got a boilerplate. All right. Cool. <laughs> so uh, I I come from advertising. You know, I my mentors were all the crazy madmen in New York City, and it was an awesome time to like be in, in New York and learn from them. And we share a passion for not just sports, but the as an illiterate junkie story, right? And <laughs> and what's the story? And uh, so I got to learn how to tell succinct stories in New York. And I think what most people don't realize is the world doesn't care if you've worked on something for 80 hours or eight minutes. They just see your story mixed in in this media obese world that we live in. And so if it, if it can't stand out on its own, you're, you're kind of in trouble. And uh, learn, learn there. And gosh, what's crazy, Wayne, is come January, it'll be 20 years that I've been in San Diego. Wow. Uh, Never meant to be an entrepreneur. I didn't have that it, it interest or itch. I moved here to get closer to L.A. I wanted to write movies. 
uh, be inspired by the beach and then head up to, to LA and basically been living a movie ever since. Um, started my first agency in 04. Uh, fear and stubbornness are good motivators. I just didn't want to go back to New York City with, with the tail between my legs and somehow survived and kept growing it. We grew it to about 90 people, which is when we met at IDEA. Mm-hmm. Um, in the spirit of sports, you know, like I said, we've worked with Major League Baseball. I've had a chance to rebrand the U.S. Ski and Snowboard. Um, e- even after IDEA, you know, if, if there's video, I think there's video. I'm, <laughs> yeah. a, I'm a huge soccer fan, and um, the, one of the latest projects I've been fortunate to work on is I've been helping Landon Donovan write his memoir, which we'll have ready for World Cup 2026. So Amazing. it's been a lot of fun, and in between, it's you know you learn a lot, you get punched in the face a lot, you try to have a good time. Uh, and, and sports is so relatable to all of it because it's not just about you. It's I'm not a swimmer, you know. I'm not a swimmer type of. I'm a soccer player, meaning I'm not an individual right. sport guy. I'm a team sport guy, and there's joy in winning as a team and winning together. And that's that's what I've enjoyed over the last 20 years of being in San Diego. That's sick. And now with Courageous, I mean, you've taken what was your sort of philosophy for brands and turned it into your own brand, which is incredible. Well, yeah. I mean, again, this, I wish I was smart enough to be like, oh, here's the business plan. I I, <laughs> I was writing a book about the need for courage. And I thought I was writing a book about just courageous ideas. And the premise uh, was, and this was, this was supposed to position my last agency. It was courageous ideas are the only ones that matter. And as I started the, I call it the listening lap and interviewed astronauts and Navy SEALs and CEOs and people that study the way that we're wired, it became very clear that this was much bigger than courageous ideas. It was about courageous leaders and, you know, Think about the the greatest coaches of all time, the Izzos, the, the Coach K's. Uh, how do they get the most out of their team? Are they being as clear as they can be? How do they know exactly the right sort of strings to nudge at the right times? And I still very much am in the courageous ideas business, but what happened when Return on Courage came out, uh, the first 18 months, there was a lot of people that had me come in and just share what I learned. Why do we absolutely need to be courageous now? Where is a company stuck, scared, or playing it safe? And then how do we come in and help liberate them, basically give them the tools that they need, the clarity they need to move forward? And that's that's really the business that we're in now, hence the reason for why I have a step and repeat in my house that's this <laughs> Courage Boot Camp. I love that. Yeah. You, hey, never miss an opportunity to tell that story. I love it. Yeah, man. It's great. No, I think, I think you know, when we first met, you, you were obviously, the book was out, you were getting ready to do all of this and, and, and it was about courage and obviously motivating to somebody like me who was kind of looking to find that courage to take the leap of my life to step away from the dream job of most people, you know, dream of the job I had to say, this is the time, this is the now. And, you know, that it's really important because without that last sort of, that is sort of that last piece that you need to be like, it's go time. Like, let's go. I think we talk about it in our minds and we, we feel it. Like you think about it, you think about taking a leap and you feel that it's time, but it's, it's easy to talk about and hard to do. And, and yeah, I think when, it's very easy for a lot of us to look at your career 
and go, I don't get it, Wayne. Like, <laughs> you're running the show and marketing at the Padres. You, you know, you've had experience in the NFL. Why would you go do this? And and that's that's not – this is for anyone who does this, by the way. Like, that's not about you. It's about the person doing that. Like, they don't really know what your what lights you up, what, what your motivations are. And it's like you kind of have to make the leap for yourself. And, mm-hmm. and by the way, I believe in the yo-yo effect. Like if courageous didn't work out, then I yo-yo back to my last life. And like that's really the worst, <laughs> the, the worst that can happen is you, you took a real cut and you probably grew and you go back. I think anybody that's listening that is sparring in their own mind with – going after their dream job or asking for a promotion. Or I remember on, on my podcast, uh, shameless plug time for the courageous podcast. I I had a guy named Jeff Cottrell on Jeff's now the CMO of top golf and he was at converse before. And it's one of my favorite episodes of all time. He's like, he's like, I know here's how your, the book ends. Here's how the chapter ends. You're going to get fired. That's how the chapter ends. You're going to get fired. So get fired for something you you believe in. Like go take a cut on the big idea versus just never taking a real cut. Don't take – you're never taking the bat to the plate. So to watch you go for it and how many years in are you now? Uh, We're three years on our own, which is wild. Yeah. Yeah. Four years in business, three years on our own. Awesome, man. Congrats. And it's cool. I appreciate it. It's cool to watch your playbook and see how how you've done it in – and I, you should say where you are. Right? You're in Indiana right now. You're in Larry Bird country. Yeah, we're in Indiana. It's it's funny. We're on, you know, I'm trying to get this podcast started. And with my schedule, the travel schedule, you know, end of the year, every client wants you where. And I'm like, I just got to find a way to make this happen. Like, I can't keep me to move, kicking the can down the road or it's not going to happen. So, again, it's part of like, I got to, you know, put it in my day and make it a part of reality. And it's an important thing for us, I think. You know, you're, you and I, when we first chatted and as we've talked through the years are similar that we've had incredible journeys and, and successes along the way that now it's like, how can I help more people figure out the things that I've been so fortunate to be in the room with way smarter people than me, but to listen and absorb all of it. Like, I think you and I are the same that we're sponges and listening to all those amazing people we've had the fortune to be around. It helps immensely i also think like i've always felt the money would come if you do the right thing the money will come so you're like wow that's an amazing insider amazing in learning how do i how do i share that forward or i always think it's just do the right thing right i think yep. you know there have been times where i have not done the right thing and i didn't know it at the time like i remember folding like a lawn chair to the ceo of pony shoes Right. This is years ago. This is, yeah. uh, gosh, this is maybe a decade ago we had presented. So in the ad business, you know this, like some of the people that don't, like sometimes when you bring ideas to the table, you bring you bring no less than two ideas. Usually you bring three ideas into a room and like you've got your safe idea that's right on strategy. Then you start, <laughs> then you start walking the plank, right? You start walk further out, right? And, and, and I don't know why we do this. I think we do it because of fear. And I remember at this meeting, we had presented two ideas, and one was the safe choice, and one was the further, the walk the plank idea. And what most people don't know is Pony, I don't think you know this, Pony stood for Product of New York. I never knew that. 1972, Brooklyn, okay? Product of New York, it was right there, like Brooklyn, right? Like, let's wow. go back to back to our roots. And the CEO had come from Nike and had just signed Randy Moss and wanted to 
make a play off the Nike playbook. And to be honest, they didn't have the, in my opinion, and lovingly, they didn't have the product to compete against Nike, but they had the fashion swagger. So we had right. tried to push one way. He pushed us to the other. He's like, Ryan, you can make this work, right? And I remember me like, oh, okay, okay, we'll try to make it work. And he was the CEO when I was a kid. It like <laughs> crashed and burned, okay? It was like crashed and burned. And in that moment, I told myself, I will never, ever bring an idea into a room that I don't believe in. I just, yeah. I don't care what the rules of advertising are. Sometimes now I'll even go into the room with only one idea. I'm like, this is it. This is what we're doing. And, you know, that does take courage to go do that. Yeah. And that's what we do now. No, you, you get it. I mean, you, you're on the consulting space as much as you're in the idea space. And it's like the where you earn your money is having the ability and strength to say what they don't want to hear in that moment and doing it in the right way so that it's not I'm not challenging you. I, I'm not confronting you. I'm just challenging the, the idea on the table to make sure it's the right move. And I'm with you, right? Like we all make mistakes. I mean, throughout our career, there's so many if especially if you are being courageous and going after it, right? You're, it's okay. Like as long as you're in an organization that can be okay and understand that you made that decision for the right reasons, it didn't work, but it was the right play. And sometimes it just doesn't work. Still gets me because that, that product New York idea, like what you could have done <laughs> with that, right. still, it's still there, right? But it's funny, it's funny you said uh, like as consultants, like my mentor – he said the two most powerful words in business are courage and no. You know, and sometimes it takes yep. a lot of courage to say no to your yep. point. You know, you're getting paid all this money and they, you know, you, they forget. I think they forget. It's our businesses can be transactional, right? So, and it's like, no, it shouldn't be. It's like, here's no and here's why. And yep. this is why I feel this way. And so it's still a hard yeah. thing to say sometimes in a big room. I love that. All right. So what the whole concept of this podcast is, you know, taking the lessons from sports, you've been around sports brands, you've worked with sports brands. You've also, you know, you're a huge sports fan. Like, is there, you know, I'm, is there something that, you know, your lesson from sport that you're like, God, this is such an easy transition that I see this thing from sports can really help anybody. Well, yeah. I mean, first of all, I'm kind of back to be more like a soccer player and less like a swimmer. Mm-hmm. Right. I think it's this is a team sport. And I think I think when fear wins, we get stuck in our minds. And a lot of people that are being asked to be soccer players or a team player turn into swimmers. And they don't. Right. You don't mean to. You know, we don't mean to. We're just we're just afraid. Right. We don't want to lose our jobs or we you know, it's like end of year. I just wrote a post about quiet staying versus quiet quitting. We, we mm-hmm. aren't we aren't as effective as we could be or should be. We're afraid to have the hard conversation. And great great teams are great communicators. They have shared purpose. It's not my purpose. It's not your purpose. We've agreed. You know, I mean, Jordan, like him or not, I'm sure other people have talked about Jordan, but like yeah. the the bar was pretty clear, right? I'm not sure this isn't going to fly while you're in Indiana with the, the Larry Bird fans, <laughs> but like it was clear. It was greatness. It was greatness. And if you weren't signing up for greatness, you're kind of in trouble. And this morning I had, um, you know, worked out this morning, came home on the ride home. I was, there was a, they were talking about Zion and like, it's not about his physical health. It's his mental health. Mm-hmm. And again, this isn't me. This is the expert yeah. talk, talking about it. So I think it's the same thing. I think, I think it's about mentally making sure that, you're communicating with your team that we're, we're clear and then you got a shared 
a shared purpose together on where you're going. Yeah, I love that. And it is funny. Jordan comes up a lot when we talk about lessons from sports. I think because in our generation, that was greatness, right? Like it's, it was so simple for us. And now there's been a great storytelling around that chapter of what it was. And I, the, the thing that I like in that same vein is, you know, along the lines of communicating is if you don't set the expectations with your people or your teammates, or you don't all understand what that plan is, how are you supposed to be like running towards the same goal? Like it's just crazy, crazy to expect it. I'd also say on the, just to not knock the swimmers mentality, I think you have to do your part. You know, Reed Hastings, founder of uh, or CEO of Netflix, I heard him speak a few years back. And he's like, people ask me all the time, are we a family or are we a sports team? So we're a sports team. Not everybody plays. The same, yeah. Not everyone plays the same minutes, right? So we have a bench, but now you've got to you've got to perform. You've got to do your part. Yeah. And uh, I one of the things I worry about with with remote work is our our people, this next generation. It's not a curmudgeon thing to say. It's just like <laughs> get right, off my lawn, right? And it's like, are we are we preparing? Are we as prepared as we should be? So yeah. when it's when it's my turn to do my part for the team, I'm ready. The The amount of, like you said, you got to be in the rooms to soak up for mentors. And by the way, like you, learning who your favorite boss is sometimes is knowing who your least favorite boss is, right? And I'm, I'm never going to do that. I am going to do that. So you've got to be in the rooms. I, I worry without all this time in the office, right? My calendar is like 30 minutes, 30 minutes, 30 minutes, 30 minutes. And you're, you're never really like getting in with people and colliding with their ideas to know what your style really is. And so I think FaceTime matters, getting, yep. getting with people and like shadowing people, all that is prep. Like that is training for the job you want. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. We're, I mean, we're a remote company as well. We just came back from our annual retreat where we got everybody in the room. And last year it was funny. I scheduled the whole thing. And every time there was a break, I saw everybody kind of glomming together in these little groups, learning new things from each other. So this year I like left that time and because they wanted that time, they wanted like to, to have a few minutes together and you're seeing that there is that need of the remote work to create those. And, and I think it's going to be a real challenge for like five, six, seven years from now of people that didn't get as much FaceTime with the boss or, you know, older guys like you and I that are like, Hey, I already made that mistake. Don't make it again. Like, you're going to start seeing repeats, I think. Well, also, who, who loses out, right? I mean, I, I, if I'm 24, it's not about the age, but it's about the mentality. Sure. You're like, I'm so, I'm so productive right now. I, I just saved an hour drive in and an hour drive back. I log on when you need me. Mm. And to me, it's all the stuff in the margins. It's like the cartilage of life is where the multiplier is as you as a leader, right down mm-hmm. the line. So five years from now, seven years from now, when you're asked to lead, it's not about the smartest person in the room. It's can you connect with everybody yeah. else? Do you really understand what motivates them? Like a great coach, you know, it's, we're back to that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the coach, it's funny in business. I'm sure you see this now getting dropped into companies of the people who have been promoted based on tenure versus ability to be a leader. It blows my mind. Like you get in there and you're like, how are you in charge of all these people? That's just not your skill set. It doesn't make you a bad person or a bad employee. 
that's just not the role you should be in. Like, I, I just, I, that still blows me away today. Well, I think it's the other way too for creatives. Like when a creative went the next day is a manager of people and it's like, wait a minute, no, Whoa. like go back, <laughs> go back to making. And yep. that's another courageous conversation for both sides, right? Like, Hey, I'm best when I'm making, I don't want to be managing. Right. And, and letting that person do that is critical. Yeah. And the confidence, I think that's one of the things with courage that really stands out to me is I see a lot of insecurity causing most problems and like having the courage to believe in your abilities, believe in that it, you did get there for a reason and that, you know, the, the, the imposter syndrome doesn't kick in and you're like, no, I have to do it my way because I believe in me. And I, I see like, that's a big one out there right now. So this is very soapboxy of me, real shock <laughs> that I'll go there, but I, I don't think you can be courageous if you're cloudy. I just think like you, you can't see a North Star in a cloudy day, right? So under, understanding what your North Star is, it's like how did you happen? Why, why are you wired the way that you are? And I think the irony about North Stars is we really haven't done the work. We think it's something out in the, in the ether when really it's something on the inside, right? Again, someone looks at your life, Wayne, and they're like, how on earth? Why would you leave, right? They don't, they don't know really what you're all about and what you've set your right. mind on. It's not that they don't 100 percent they know you, but there's something that you needed to do and, yep. you're, and you're doing it just like me. So um, one of the things I'll do, and you let me know how we can get it to the listener, you know, we're in the brand building business, but per, but your, your brand, each of us is a, is a brand. I'll, I'll fight people to the nail of this. Like hundred percent, right? Like, but you have not done the work. Like, could you rattle off your personal core values? I can, I can, right. optim, optimism is my number one value. Like the way I look at the world. And I think this is why you and I get along so well. It's like, yep. it's not that the world isn't hard. It's hard, but like, I'm going to try to be a positive force. I'm going to try to be a class half full guy. Right? Creativity mm -hmm. is my number two. Courage is my three, right? Like I want to work with people that want to stretch again. And, and excellence is four. You know, we mm -hmm. live close to the beach. It's like, I would love to just be lazy and go to the beach. It's just not the way I'm wired. It's just not who I am. So I, I'm happy to like send you, you can send it to, yeah. to your listeners yeah, I love it. and then like help people get clear as to how they happened. Yeah, no, I think that's really smart. And it's so funny, like these buzzwords and like personal brand gets like this such a bad reputation as did brand, right? As did, you know, whatever it may be like along the lines. But it's if, if you really just boil it down, which is, I mean, how we got to Quento is it's just what you're known for, right? Like it's what it's, it's not, it's not what you say. It's how you behave. It's how you act tight with how you live up to those things is what really starts to, to and, and way we do that as humans is exactly what I know you and I teach brands to do is like, if you know what you want to be known for and you teach everybody in your organization to behave that way, you will eventually be known for that. But if, you know, if you're saying you want to be known as like the best customer service, but you're cutting every corner that you can, you're not going to be known as stop, you know? stop lying to yourself. Right. That's it. It, I mean, maybe that's another way to say it. I, I do find it funny how like, words need to be rebranded like right. like what's your version of, of real like just what's your version of keeping it real for you or your brand right like by the way another word i don't i don't like the word coach i have a coaching program i don't even like yes. saying that because i think there's a lot of excuse my friends a lot of shitty coaches but, but yep. if, you, if you told me that i could be like the Izzo, the tom Izzo for businesses mm -hmm. that's interesting to me right 
but I, I still think the word needs to be rebranded because it's like, oh, I don't like. I feel slick saying the word coaching. It, that's it's a, you're right. They it, they get this like connotation. I think because I mean I say this all the time. Like it's really easy to put the word entrepreneur in your Instagram bio and feel good about yourself. It's another thing to do what we do every day and like actually do it. I think a lot of these like buzzwordy things take on this negative connotation because so many people grab it as is what they think is going to be an easy path to do what we do, but it isn't as you know, like this isn't luck. It's, it's, it's a ton of hard work and like, terrifying nights and days and mornings and all of the above, you know, and, and sacrifice and a lot of people yeah. that you love that you, you know, like I've got a 10 year old and an eight year old and, and my wife has to deal, pick up the pieces. You're the same as me, yeah. right? You're, when you go to town, but you, you, you bring your ax to work every day, you chop wood. And, uh, and when you believe in an idea, you, you keep going. Yeah, I love it. All right, we're gonna transition. This is great. This is, this is rapid fire. So put you, one of the things in sports, uh, if your idea doesn't go well or the team you put together doesn't go well or you don't perform, you're on the hot seat. So we're going to go rapid fire, hot seat here. Uh, so uh, just fire away. Here we go. First one, favorite podcast. Yes. I <laughs> lamp. Lamp to start. Come on. What else? What are you listening to? Uh, I'm, I'm honestly like, if I'm not, I used to be a, how I built this guy, but honestly okay. now it's like between time and my, just is that like doing my own podcast? I, I am not in it right now. Yeah. You know, it's, that's a real thing, especially this time of year. We're getting yeah. pulled in a lot of different directions. Oh, it's good. It's honest. All right. One of my, you're one of my favorite DM people because I'll post a picture on an airplane and then you'll send me yours back and be like, where are you off to today? And like, we always have that going back and forth. So what's your favorite seat on the plane? Uh, I like, again, if I'm not going smarmy, if I'm not going like clients paying me for first class (laughs) seat to go keynote, my spot right now is the seat between the jumper. It's the two seater. It's I'm an American airlines guy. So okay. it's the seat between the jumper and the aisle seat because I can put my bag down on the right and let my feet go. I like it. I like it. Okay, awesome. Single piece of advice. Say the best single piece of advice you've ever been been given. You're not in advertising. You're in, you're in creative business. That's great. Early in your career, that sounds like a super early, super early. Yeah. Same guy said you're going to get a PhD in advertising, but then later said. You know, you're not in advertising, you're creative business. And I think I, I still – it's unbelievable how most business leaders don't totally get what creativity can do for their cultures or their bottom lines. And unfortunately, most creatives – you know, starving artists is a term for a reason. Like, you know, how do you make money? How do you monetize right. that creativity? So I like to say we're full-brained. Like, let's sit in the middle and use cre- creative business is really the business I'm in. I love that. Uh, what's uh, the most creative, courageous brand you've seen right now? Man, great question. Um, I think the brand that needs the most courage, okay, and I'm, I know I'm flipping this, is is Bud Light. I think. With, yeah, I think. I think with everything that's going on, I I like the way they're bouncing back. If if I'm honest. I'm trying to not make this political. Right. When you're called Bud Light in a stressful world, maybe keep it light. So I like I like this easy. Their their mantra now is easy, and I think we we need 
makes them easy because the world is hard. So I think they're trying. I think they're getting there. Yeah. Yeah. And listen, like, not, you know, I'm with you on the not political side, but, you know, when you go into whatever hole you go into, you've got to find a way to, to dig out and, you know, working for a sports team, you know, those holes happen with whether you, you know, it wasn't a market, it may not even have been a marketing decision. It could have been a player personnel decision. You still have, you got to find a way to chart that course out. And that's a, it's, it's a real, it's a real, you know, game that we play every day. Well, it's speaking of holes, right? Like, like they, and Bud Light, I would have liked to, I mean, they should, oh, they should have owned their point of view, right? They yep. didn't, right? So, yep. so again, they're trying to now. They're 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 digging themselves out of that hole. But I I do like where they're going. It's one of the things I tell people too is like, hey, I love brands that stand for things. Yep. But be sure that everybody in the organization, all the way to the top, understands what you're about to stand for, because in today, every, you can stand for whatever you want to stand for, but brands will face repercussions and good or bad. It doesn't matter, but you have to know. And as long as everybody's good to stand by it, I mean, you know, when we work for sports teams, we did all different types of um, activations with different community groups, different activations, different sponsors, different brands coming in and putting themselves with you and around you. And you have to make sure everybody's on board. Otherwise you're going to be left out in the cold going, well, I thought that was a good idea. Sure. You know, I made a few mistakes. I put some things together when I worked in sports that didn't go well, right? Like it just, it was a problem and I had to find my way out of it. Uh, I'll also, let's give the NBA some serious credit here because they absolutely crushed it on the the in-season tournament. And I, and, yep. you know, through the lens of courage, the way we, the way we describe courage or define courage is with three levers. There's a knowledge lever. There's a faith lever and there's an action lever. And everything we do is through the lens of those three levers. So knowledge plus faith plus action equals courage. And if you're missing one of them, it's something else. So knowledge and faith without action is paralysis. Faith Mm -hmm. and action without knowledge is a reckless move. And knowledge and action without faith, if if you're numb on the inside, you're probably working on status quo. You're working on mm-hmm. safe, right? And you know those people that have been in companies and they're going through the motions, but they've yeah. lost faith. They've lost faith in the product or their, or their team. So if you look at the in-game tournament and what the NBA did, like they had the knowledge to know that nobody really gave a shit about the NBA until December, Christmas yeah. Day, right? Let's be realistic. And they believed, probably because of looking at what Premier League had done, that they could weave in these – Yep. meaningful tournaments and they, they took action and made it important and meaningful to the players what was it 500,000 a player crazy and I think yesterday the Lakers said they're going to actually put that banner up in the rafters wow that cool? that's so, amazing so I think good on them like good on them yeah. they, got to, they got to test new courts and just I think it was a, a immensely brave and calculated courage in full effect that's a great one. I love that a lot. Um, okay, a little bit of fun. Are you a tank top guy? Man, only if I'm <laughs> with my family back in Maryland, like at the beach in Delaware, and it's like, like uh, it's me just like joking around, and I'm I'll, I'll go tank top. But I'm more like the the reversible basketball mesh. One okay, I see I, that. Than I, I am the the Boston. You know, your version of the tank. <laughs> My version. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Uh, favorite city you get to travel to for work? I mean, I've, I've fallen in love with Chicago. Um, okay. Kraft Heinz is there. We do a lot of work with them. The food scene there is ridiculous. It is, 
I had no idea. And, you know, being a New York City guy, I, was, I just was assumed that New York had the best food. But Chicago has not failed me yet on food. Yeah, Chicago's legit. I love that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, last one. What's your must, like your must bring with you piece of equipment when you travel? Well, I have my, I mean, laptop, obviously, but the split, yep. to me, it's the splitter. It's the splitter for the laptop, and it's my Logitech um, clicker. Your little clicker. I've I like my, it. I've got my, my fancy little Logitech clicker that I can – I've got like a little spotlight on if I need to dark <laughs> out and like highlight something on the screen. This is where we're at, Wayne. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, this is where we're at. I bring that thing with me everywhere. I love it. That's a good one. All right, great. So the final segment uh, of the podcast is about providing value. Um, and this is just, you know, as I told you when we started this, my goal with when I left the Padres and I started Quento, one of the big things I wanted to do was just give back the, and, and part of this podcast is a way for me to do that with the amazing people that I've had the opportunity to meet and learn from. And I want to share some of that guidance, um, with whoever's looking for it. And that's what this is all about. So, um, Kids starting day one, just graduated from school. They've got their new job. What's the what's the what's the piece of advice you would give them on on day one? Well, it's interesting that you said they have their job because, and I'm just visibly responding mm-hmm. to your question, which you don't share. So this is like the first I've heard of it. So if you said that they didn't have their job, I know I'm pivoting a tint. I would say. From this day forward, you're not interviewing for a job. You're interviewing for a mentor. And as you think about every job you want in the future, you've got to figure out a way to delicately flip it that they're not interviewing you. You're interviewing them. You can do it in a way that's not pretentious. Right? Yep. You don't come off that way. But like the last thing you want is to land in a place where you can't be yourself. And I get it. Early years, I, I call it survival mode. That first seven to eight years, you don't get really to yeah. say. You don't get to pick your boss. You're like, you're going to pay me to, to, to work here? Yes, I'm in. But after that first job, it's you've got to start being strategic about are you on the right path? Are you designing and the opportunity for you to be successful, which I think is the next S after survival mode yeah. is success mode. And then when you get up to our age, Wayne, I think it – if if you have it, it's it's yes, money's important, but I think it gets to soul mode, and it's like, how do you get back? You know, how do you like what really lights you up? Like, just like you feel about Quinto, I feel about courage. There's like mm-hmm. so much energy about like, hey, is this a courageous leadership? Is this courageous ideas? Is this courageous reinvention? We talk about being fear fighters. Like, where's the fear that we're trying to shrink down? I know how you feel about Quinto is the same. The energy is the same. It's yep. about it's about your soul, but it's it starts all the way back with like, hey, from now on, you're you're interviewing them, not the other way around. I love that, and, and because how many of our friends have gone into that first job and not had that person that put the time and effort into their success, and you watch them flounder for those first six or seven years until they do find that person that made a difference in their life. By the way, I think the energy is different. I think, I think when you're the one asking the questions, it should like the energy to the, it from the interviewee, you know, to the interviewer is different. Like all of a sudden they're like, Oh, this person's prepared. They're asking smart mm-hmm. questions. 
they're trying to figure out what's going on here. Like, I'm yep. supposed to be asking the questions, right? Yeah, but it's like, right. tell me, <laughs> right? Like, tell me more about this plan and that plan. I, I think it shows that you're you're not just being a transactional person. You're trying to really understand what you're stepping into. Yeah, I love that. Okay. Um, what would you change about your career? I mean, it's a, it sounds like such a cup out. Like, I fully embrace the journey. I definitely yeah. have had many blunders along the way. I I feel like um, the only thing I might change, you know, I never gave LA a shot. Mm. I never gave the, the movie writing angle a shot. And I really think that that business, yes, talent, of course, is important, but it's, it's, we're back to collisions. It's about the relationships yeah. in the journey along the way. So, it would be a completely different life. And again, it's an asterisk, right? Because I think if I would have gone that way, I would not have married my wife. There'd be, we would have right. had kids. I wouldn't have launched courageous. There's a lot that would have been left on the table. And so it's kind of like, I, I wouldn't change anything, but I, I have to be honest on the, wow, what would that have been like if I had really gone up there and took my bat and took a cut? Yeah, no, that's, that's, it's good. I like it. All right. Last question. Try to finish on a positive note, which is, I know, good to you and, and both of us. Um, what's the best part about, about what you do now? I get to, I get to tell the truth on a regular basis. <laughs> you know, like I, I think having a courageous conversations can be hard, but like, that's what I'm being asked to do. And I, I'm not saying that, you know, you're a jerk about it. Right. But I, I love that. I am now brought in when, a team might be stuck or scared or just safe. And all the data is telling us, you know, I get it. We're not, we're not inspiring our people or companies are dying off at an all time rate. Right. Or like we need time and we don't have time. And, and so I, I love that we get to, and again, we can do it in a glass half full way. We can be the optimist sure. we are, but like to help them through that, I, I really don't miss my last life, uh, and, and I still have a lot of fear of ha- like at some point someone's gonna be like, "All right, go back. You're going back." <laughs> right? It, yeah. But there's a lot of joy right now to what we're doing, and uh, I'm grateful for the clients that we can do it for. You're the best, dude. You? I really appreciate. Hold on, me. Your answer. Oh, I like that. Um, my answer is that I have control of my own schedule. Um, for so long working for a team every year, the calendar would come out and it dictate your life for the next calendar year. Um, and when I worked in baseball, um, I never got to do like a spring break or a ski trip with my family. I don't ski, but they missed out on those opportunities as well. And so I really, part of the reason I stepped away was what we do now is uh, we lay in all of our family travel for the next year. It's already in everything's laid in for the whole year. And then I work around that. So for the first time, my family's schedule came first. So even though I travel a ton, it's only when they don't need me somewhere else. So, and and, and like a little fun aside, like my wife came up with this now that I had like the freedom to do it. We're going to do all 50 States with the kids. And so all four of us have to be there for 24 hours in the state, right? And so there's no layovers, drive-throughs, any of that stuff. So last year, I get booked to do spring training with the Tigers in Florida. I had to get back to do spring training with the A's in Arizona. 
but we were already booked on a ski trip in Utah and it was our Utah trip. And my wife was like, I don't know what to tell you. Yep. And I was like, I went to her and I'm like, Hey, this is kind of a rare kind of getting pulled. And she was like, yeah, it doesn't matter to me. You just need to be in Utah for 24 hours. You got to figure it out. out. And so I flew in, landed straight up, went to the mountain, hung out with my family. And it made me prioritize that again, right? Reprioritize. So I think for me, that's the thing that I value the most about what I get to do is that I get to prioritize them um, and getting that time with them, which is uh, just when you don't, I think when you don't have something for so long and you make it a a priority, it becomes really purposeful and really special when you accomplish it. I I also can't help but think of Nicole Miller and like as she describes – like so, Nicole Miller is on my team. What's up, Nicole? Shout out! A lot uh, of love for Nicole. And 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 you got you know that it's but this is for the audience. It's not just that the schedule comes out. It's like you have a 7 p.m. game and you have to be there. Like you're just there, right? You're you're just there. So yep. Uh, anyone who's looking at sports, yes, it's daunting. It's competitive. It's not just that the schedule isn't yours. The hours are long. I'm sure you've talked about this on the show. Yeah, it's a hundred percent. And the, the thing is, is when I tell everybody you love it and live it or hate it and leave it, there's no middle ground. If you love what you're doing, which I loved what I did, it was amazing. But as you reprioritize things, it was like, okay, I've done this. Like why I don't want, I don't need to keep doing it. I've, I, there's nothing else for me to accomplish, but also like Miller knows like, cause you know, as you said, she worked for you before then she worked with me in between and now she's back working with you. Uh, an amazing person, but when you're there, you know, you get home at 11, the, the morning starts just like a normal job. So I tell everybody, I slept in my bed more when I worked for the Padres because everybody sees my travel schedule. They're like, dude, you're never home. I'm like, I'm home more now than I was when I worked for a, when I worked for a baseball team because I slept in my bed more, but I got up. I might have had a bagel with the kids as they walked out the door. That was it. I, did, I didn't get home for dinner. Like, I, there was no chance, you know. How old are your kids? 13 and 11. I, how many states do you have down? We didn't even talk about that. Oh, yeah. So we're at, I think, uh, 19 or 20 at this point. So, But next year we're banging out. We got Alaska on the, yes. on the books. And then midnight my golf. kid. Midnight what's golf. that? Okay. Midnight golf. That's, All right. Look, look it up. I will. I like that. And then my kids haven't done the New England states, so we go back to Boston every year. But we're gonna we're gonna hit all the New England, like most of the New England states this year. So we'll get a bunch done. But we did the we did the Great Lakes road trip. We did Chicago this year uh, over last summer, and so it's been really fun and, a, and a, an amazing challenge. And um, they're all into it too. Like when we go on a trip now, I, I, it's purposeful, right? Like totally. that's a word that I've been using a lot. Is like when when you have it. It forces you. My wife was like, I mean, the weekend before Thanksgiving, we had nothing on the books. And she was like, hey, we got this hole in New Mexico. We got to fill. You want to go? And so a four of us just flew over to New Mexico and made a weekend out of it. And it was great. And it's awesome. Now, when you do the New England yeah. States, is everyone in wife, Peter? I mean, tank tops. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I will probably, I mean, you know, as my wife and my business partner, Katie, uh, often tell me there are tank top people and not tank top people. And they're like, you really need to reconsider where you think you fall on oh, that that's scale. So great. <laughs> the days are over. Retire. It's all good. No, you can't do it. It's how I grew up, but I love it. Ryan, thank you so much. Congrats on everything with Courageous and all that you do. And obviously, thank you for all the mentorship and friendship you've given me over the years. But I couldn't imagine, you know, launching this thing and not having you as one of the first guests. Oh, man. Two-way street. I feel the same way about you. And we got to get you on the Courageous podcast. So just know that that's coming too. 
Can't wait. Tune in to Ryan. Check him out on Courageous. And uh, you can you can find him on all the socials. It, he's a great follow and, and amazing just thought leadership and, and has been there, done that, and now helping everybody else figure it out. So thanks again. See you, buddy.